Welcome back to the podcast. Unfortunate today we don't have cameraman Dan, but we do have the man, the myth, the legend, Kyle, the ageless wonder dick. I had to jujitsu my way in here. <laughs> I had to take Danny out jujitsu style. Well, Danny has a jujitsu tattoo. Well, if you have a jujitsu tattoo, you have to be tough. Like that's like you're the toughest guy in town. What do you think is better? Do you think that it is the jujitsu guy with the jujitsu tattoo? I know exactly where you're going. Or a wrestler with the USA wrestling tattoo? Honestly, honestly, I don't know. If I had to choose, wow. <laughs> well, because, you know, like if you have a jujitsu tattoo, you're probably just going to scoot on your butt like a dog, like towards <laughs> you. But if you, like, if you have like the USA wrestling tattoo, like you're probably gonna collar tie someone really hard. You're 100 going for a suplex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like absolutely. Like, like it's not even gonna be USA there. USA wrestling tattoo, like mid suplex. Yeah, 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 definitely on the thigh. Well, with the red and the in the blue, right? Or blue and red, however it goes. But yeah, if you have that, like, dude, like I remember wrestling a guy with that, and I was like, I'm down three points right now. This guy is Minimum. unbelievable. Minimum. Minimum. And then you see Chris Weidman going out there in the UFC, and he's doing it. It's like, oh my god. Like, <laughs> This dude just broke a leg. You know, he just took out Anderson Silva. <laughs> he must be tough. Like, are you kidding me? This is oh insane. So, yeah, I'm here. I'm subbing for Dan the Cameraman, which, I mean, I'm pretty excited about. We're, we're going to have some fun. So, what have you been doing since the World Championships? There's been a few things. One, are just you like, getting younger? Yeah, still getting younger. Yeah. Well, I mean, a part of getting younger is, like, you got to do the right things, you know. And, um... So where do you just your biological ages at this point? So honestly, well, it's different because I have a beard right now. So when I have a beard, I look like 25, 26. Yeah. But when I shave my beard, yeah. I get mistaken, like between 21 and 23. Right. So I, did, I went back to Ithaca, my hometown, and um, I was doing, you know, some scan, like brain scan thing. And um, the guy you scanned go, your cat. Well, they skinned the cat first. <laughs> And then they scanned my brain. <laughs> so, but no, so like I've been sitting there and these, these camera guys are young guys who are working there. And I told them, I'm like, I've been out of school for 10 years. And they're like, wait, what do you mean you've been out of school for 10 years? I was like, yeah, I'm old. You know, like, no, you're not. You're like 23. I'm like, oh, thank you so much. Like, that's such a compliment. But yeah. So yeah, after the world championships, I've just been reducing my age every single day. And I haven't stopped. Um, won't stop. But yeah, we've been, well, you and I are starting that Vitality Wellness Club. It's going to be pretty sweet. I mean, everything under one roof. We'll talk about it more, but <clears throat> that was kind of just like the thought process of how can we enhance ourselves, you know, make ourselves. And, you know, we say it in jest a little bit with getting younger every day, but, you know, there is some truth behind it, you know, trying to make sure that you can slow down time and so that you can continue to compete at a high level. So um, it just made, you know, there's a lot of, um, a lot of reasons for it. And I mean, it's not, I mean, every time you tell somebody about a hyperbaric chamber, what do they say? Oh, LeBron James has one of those. So that's kind of the thing, like trying to get rid of some of the mystique of it and bring it to people. You know, we want to use it obviously as much as we can, um, because it does offer a huge benefit to recovery, but that's not the only thing that you can use. So, um, that was kind of my vision coming, you know, coming down to Penn state was, well, yeah, I can get great wrestling, but there's also an opportunity for business down here. And it just made sense to, to do it with you. And, um, cause you had, I mean, you, you went out and bought yourself a hyperbaric chamber kind of on a whim, you know? Yeah. Kendra was not happy. I would she have loved happy. to see that. You this know, the conversation went Kendra. Uh, I've been feeling not super good wrestling right now. Um, 
I I need a hyperbaric chamber. She's like, no, you need to get tougher. <laughs> I'm like, yes, yes, that is true. Um, but also, if I get this hyperbaric chamber, it's gonna make me feel so much better. Yeah. And she's like, dude, it's not just a quick fix. I'm like, you're right, but also you're wrong <laughs> because it's, there it's is exactly what it is. It is exactly what a hyperbaric chamber is, and it's so crazy because. Um, you know, I've been working with Coach Cal in the training lab for a long time, and I mean, you, you were you were prioritizing your wellness before I was prioritizing my wellness. Yeah, pretty, I mean, out of necessity. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know, for like sure. I think, and we we kind of, you know, you you kind of started it. We both used to like trash our bodies, right, mm-hmm. in terms of like what we ate and how mm-hmm. we um, on a regular basis, right. I still do it occasionally just to remember how bad I can feel to then remember. Well, it's kind of like snake. Good, venom. I can feel. Yeah, like snake venom. Yeah. Like you got to take a little bit of snake venom. That's the antidote. Well, you just got to remind yourself. You yeah. Know? So I'm just like you're sucking for pain a little bit. Well, yeah, I get out there and I get bit by a snake every once in a while. Yeah. Right. You you have you do have a. I have a pet snake. I get bit by. No, you've had. I saw you have a slice of pizza one time. Uh, oh, you missed it. Our last little uh, school thing, we had James brought pizza and I had another piece. Couple pieces of pizza. I had two pieces. It's actually super impressive. It was. I mean, and I, you know, like I had this idea in my mind that. <clears throat> You know, the cauliflower pizza or the gluten-free pizza just, like, wasn't as good. But I ate it, and I enjoyed it. And then I had regular pizza, and I was expecting this, like, euphoric, you know, transport me back in time to the pizza that I, of my youth. And it wasn't that way. I was kind of disappointed. Honestly, and, you know, maybe it's just because I'm not getting, we didn't get the best pizza, but um, I got to get better pizza probably. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I did have pizza in Italy uh, right before the pandemic. We literally right before the pandemic, we came home and it was like shut down after that. But European pizza is different because they have way different protocols and yeah, how they process their wheat and, and just the genetics of the wheat over there is a lot different too. So it's like the, yeah, it's, it's less gluten. It's, I think it's called harder tack. I think it's what it's called. It's like just the, the process of it. So it has less gluten in it, but, and there's less pesticide sprayed everywhere and in general just yeah, practices yeah. over there. It's kind of crazy. In Europe, there actually isn't like organic and regular. Mm-hmm. Like here we have an organic section. We have a regular section. Yeah. Your regular section orange is three times the size of your organic yeah, section. Yeah. And the organic orange is three times the price yeah. of the non-organic orange. Yeah. It's kind of wild yeah. how that works. When we're overseas, I mean, the, the markets are everywhere and the food is just accessible. And yeah. It is better quality, better yeah. practice, right? Yeah. But Kind of back to what we're talking about, with just wellness, right? We, you know, we've, we've shared this wellness component for a long time. Um, and I, I can honestly say, and I know you can say like, I mean, I'm, I'm 32 years old. I'm 33 in a month. I feel better. My tissues, my body feels so much better than when I was 20 years old. Yeah. Like no joke. Yeah. I mean, I have the benefits of, you know, dad strength now. I have the benefits of two and a half know, times dad strength. Two and a half times another baby coming here in February. Um, but also just taking care of your body. It's a compounding interest, you yeah. know? And yeah, I'm not as disciplined with it as you are, but still, I mean, it's, it's a founding principle you know, yeah. for us. And, um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of not feeling super good at the, at the Olympics. I'm like, man, the answer is hyperic chamber. And, uh, coach Cal was like, Hey, I can get you one. Um, basically you got to like get it today. If you don't get it coming. today, if you don't get today, you're not getting one. I'm like, um, babe, <laughs> Hey, we'll get hyperbaric chamber. She's like, uh, no, you're not. And then the next day I got one. <laughs> I said, well, it's actually coming. And uh, she's like, I actually lied to you. I already bought it. So oh, I'm just remind, uh, just letting you know that I bought it. I'm like, um, well, I'm doing all these other things. If this gives, I mean, I just, in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm constantly trying to find a 1% 
advantage, right? Yeah. And, and, yeah. and whether if it was, okay, it's eating better. Okay. There's, you know, now it's making sure I'm hydrated. Okay. It's, it's supplementation. Okay. Well, if, if hyperbaric chamber is that little thing, why wouldn't I do that? If it's a difference between, you know, winning another Olympic gold medal and not, it seems like, yeah, it's a large price at the time, but it's a small price. If it can help me with longevity, yeah. that was my rationale behind yeah. it. My other rationale behind it was I'm going to make a business out of it, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm entrepreneurial mindset. And I'm like, Hey, if I'm going to do this and I'm going to use it make it accessible to other people, yeah. I had no real concept of how to do that, Yeah, but I knew I could do it. Yeah. Um, so it basically has been sitting for it's now almost three years, uh, two years, I guess. No, not that long. A year and a half. It's a year and a half. Uh, I got it right before Final X two years ago. And um, you, you you were using Hyperbaric Chamber. And then when we were on these trips, right, we were yeah. always roommates together. We were always talking about these things, yeah. right? Yeah. We were always talking about, you know, wellness and um, whatever it may be. And we started talking about, let's, let's do this business together. Yeah. So that's kind of where it all started. Um, when you moved down here, obviously we were, we were using hyperbaric chamber and it's one of those things that when you're using something, it's easy to talk about it when you read, when you, when you, you've seen the benefits. From yeah. It. You know, uh, I, I've been fortunate that I haven't had any major injury that I've had to get in there and use it. I just, I'm more maintenance related, yeah. you know, and one thing I like it for a couple of reasons. One, I can decompress. Yeah. I can get in there for 60 minutes. I can turn my brain off which I don't get a chance to do very often. Um, the first time actually that I used it, I saw Kendra, I'm going over. I just got it, got set up. It's eight o'clock at night. I'm like, okay, I can't, I've been waiting here. Obviously Kendra's super mad at me for getting this. Um, well, I have to use it. Yeah. You know, at this point I have to use it and it, it better work or it better work. Right. Or she's going to be super mad at me. Um, madder than she currently was. Love you, babe. So then I go there and I'm like, Hey, listen, if, if something happens, I'm not back in an hour. I come find me, right? So, well, I get in there, I fall asleep, <laughs> and I fall asleep. And my phone was on the outside of it, had the timer and alarm going. I didn't realize I wasn't going to hear it on the inside of the chamber. Yeah. So I wake up and I'm like, oh man, and I kind of like look over and it's at like two hours, fifteen minutes. So it's like ten fifteen, <laughs> and I'm like, oh man. I get out of this the chamber. This is not good. Yeah. I decompress the chamber. I get out. 57 text messages. And 45 missed calls. 57 I, I text messages. And I'm getting a call from Jimmy, my brother-in-law. And he's like, dude, you're alive? I'm like, yeah. He goes, I'm almost there. Kenner sent me there to check on you to make sure that you're alive. Oh, my like, gosh. I didn't know that part. I knew the whole story, but I didn't know Jimmy came. Yeah. Well, I was alive. So I'm like, yeah. Kenner's like, how was it? I'm like, this is awesome. The greatest thing ever. You know? <laughs> don't remember this a thing. thing. <laughs> Oh, this was great. I feel so awesome. Yeah. I was like, this is honestly the greatest thing. Are you sure it was just a nap? You know, yeah. you just had a nap and you feel better now. So that was kind of my first experience using it. So we've been using it. Um, but I mean, you, you've had a little bit like direct experience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, um, we kind of gotta, you know, be careful with what we say, but, um, one of the, one of the benefits of it is like, it kind of puts your whole body on pressure. So, um, I got hit in the head pretty bad. Like in wrestling, you get hit in the head. It's like, uh, you know, you kind of, whatever, it's not that big of a deal, but sometimes you get hit like really hard. And I got hit really hard that day. Um, you know, just thinking a guy was going to react one way and he, he's, he zigged when he should have zagged. And I, I got the full, a full knee right to the face. And, um, so I went home and I was all right, but I was like having blurry vision when I was driving. I'm like, this isn't good. Um, what am I going to do here? So I went home, 
and you know was kind of laying down and then the kid you know having i think i had three kids at the time yeah it was right when yeah because leo was brand new when this happened so it would have been around march march april time um and i just couldn't stand the sound of a baby crying like i, I mean i can stand it it's way worse on the phone but it was just like unbearable. So I had to go lay down, shut the door. I told me, I'm like, I'm, I got hit in the head. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know what's going on. And, um, she was like, all right. And then I had to turn off all the lights and I was like in so much pain. Like I was like, I couldn't sleep. My head hurt. What am I going to do? At this point, there's only two things that could be happening. One, you have a concussion. Yeah. Two, you're turning into a vampire. Yeah. That's well, it. I don't remember getting bit. Right. But that doesn't mean it didn't happen. Yeah. So I still could be a vampire. Option three is they got bit by a vampire and got a concussion. That's a good combo. That would be <laughs> potent. Yeah. But it was concussion. It was just so it, yeah, we're yeah. I'm not a vampire. Maybe. You can still be in the sun. Yeah. Oh yeah. If I was a, I'd be in trouble. Yeah, dude. I would be in big trouble if I was a vampire. You'd be the I shortest lived vampire of all time. Oh my god. I would, I would as a vampire, I'd probably still go in the sun. Just take no, it. You'd be toast. No, I'd take it. I'd take it. Um but yeah, anyway, so I was like, Megan, I got to go. This is like nine o'clock. I'm like, so I literally, I had my blue light blocking glasses on They're red glasses and I drive. It's like less than a mile from our house, which is where we had the hyperbaric chamber. So I drive over there and get in and it was like instant relief. I was like, wow, this is incredible. Like, thank goodness. And you, and you just, it, you said it was more of the pressure. It was just the pressure. Cause the, you, when, you, when you get in the chamber, um, it's just a, pressurized chamber yeah that's the first thing it does it pressurizes yeah. it's delivering the oxygen yeah and just the basically if you think about you know an ace bandage on a sprained ankle mm-hmm. right it's just the pressure like basically it was like reducing you you had a concussion so your brain's mm-hmm. kind of got shook around it's a little swollen. yeah just the, the, you just felt like the compression just and was a big just relief. yeah just like a huge relief in in that way which was i mean i was like oh my gosh this is this is fantastic so i was in there for, i think i did like a 90 minute session so it was like 10 30 similar to your situation but megan knew i was gone mm-hmm. and uh so i drove back which i, I mean i don't recommend driving with a concussion <laughs> what i did was probably not safe so don't do that um well it there wasn't much damage that could happen from where where we lived at the time to where we were storing yeah yeah i mean it was it was pretty close um it, it literally took me a minute and a half to get there. spoiler alert it's not that it's, it's a pretty easy trip. Yeah. 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 But anyway, so, so then I get home and that I had a reduction in, in, in everything, but as soon as I got out, it started coming back. So I went to sleep, um, which I also don't know if that's a, a great plan, but I, I went to sleep and woke up and was still like feeling hurt. So I was in bed all day. Like I had the lights off. I had my, you know, blackout curtains shut. The kids weren't allowed in. Like I was, I was still hurting, but you're supposed to wait uh, 24 hours to use it. And, um, you know, one day after the next, so I was sitting around, sitting around, sitting around, trying to just get to basically get to eight o'clock so I could go back in and I didn't make it to eight. I ended up going in around like five, five thirty, And I was like, man, I have to go. I am in so much pain. I have to go. And then after that second one, it was the same. It was even better reduction. And, you know, I think, I think also just like the time and, you know, being in there was, was helpful. Um, but that next day it was, I was fine. I was like walking around now, maybe I was just being a baby, but honestly, I think something happened like in that chamber, which was, which was a huge benefit. So I ended up doing like a protocol. It's like five sessions, but what happens when you get, and then two concussions, 
<laughs> well, so, so yeah, yeah, that, that, that happened too. So then I'm, I'm feeling good after my five sessions in the chamber. I'm like, Oh, I mean, I'm good. I'll just kind of fart around and keep working out because I got, I got to win, you know, I got to, got to go compete, which again, probably not the smartest idea, but, um, I had been, you know, on top of the hyperbaric, all of the other things that I would do to help with a concussion, which there's a lot that you can do, um, for it. And, uh, so I, I go back out and wrestling Nick Lee, just messing around, get hit with a hip on the side of my head. And I instantly know I'm like, all right, Nick, I'm done. I'll see you later. And, uh, don't drive home. Just drive straight to the chamber, get in the chamber and do it. I think it was two hours that time. Um, and then get out and told Megan, I got hit in the head again. Um, she's like, well, you probably shouldn't be doing anything anymore. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're probably right. So then I do, you know, a similar protocol and, um, again, just instant, instant relief, instant relief. But there's other things too. Like we've had, we've had people come in and we should probably do that. Just have more people tell their story after using it. Um, but you know, I, I rolled my ankle pretty good and, and got instant relief from that. So it, it's, uh, it's pretty incredible what can happen now. Not to mention the other factor of, you know, you're breathing in 93% oxygen or whatever it is. So you, we can kind of, tinker with that a little bit, but, um, yeah, you breathing in oxygen under pressure, you know, forces the nitrogen out of your, out of your cells and joints and then puts oxygen in there. So increases your cellular production, your mitochondrial function, all of those things, which are hugely beneficial. Um, it kind of just like all the systems that require a lot of energy or a lot of oxygen, um, instantly get it. So they, 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 they're working perfectly. So now if everything's working perfectly, now I can start to handle the things I put on the back burner, like whatever healing it might be. Um, so that's what's, uh, that's what's really nice about it. And, you know, even since then, I still used it three times, three or four times a week just for recovery. And then obviously there's different like times when you don't want to use it and, um, you know, rest periods and things like that. But yeah, it's, it's awesome. And it's only one thing. Yeah. It's only one thing that we can do. Well, I think the, you know, hyperbaric chamber kind of started off as like, for, for me, it really did it start off as like, I don't know, maybe this is the answer. Maybe I'm losing it. Maybe I don't feel that good anymore. My headspace probably not in the right space. And, um, that was kind of started. Right. And then as time's gone on using it, feeling, and I, I notice it's like, um, it's, it's this level of youthfulness that you feel like when you use a consistent, when you're using it consistently. Mm -hmm. And I think what's cool is, you know, hyperbaric chambers have just become more accessible. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and our goal in doing this was we want to use it for ourselves and, and hyperbaric chambers, one of the many things that we're going to offer a vitality wellness yeah. club. That's the name. We're going vitality wellness club. We're starting a business. It's called vitality wellness club brought to you by Dave and Dave and Dake. Yeah. Kyle and Dave. Yeah. DTKD, <laughs> yeah. whatever it's called. Kyle's dipping his toes. Well, you're not dipping your toes anymore. We're, we're in it. We're neck deep. We are. I, we might be underwater. There's <laughs> yeah. a chance we're underwater. Yeah, it's definitely no, we're not. The biggest, we're just, uh, it's, 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 it's exciting. Um, but, you know, we, it really started as like, all right, let's, you know, these are modalities, you know, your, your standard modalities that we've used over a long period of time, right? Sauna, infrared sauna, compression therapy, cold, um, plunge. cold plunge, red light therapy, you know, hyperbaric chamber is something we hadn't used, yeah. right? Got one. We used it like, wow, this is great. Yeah. Other people need to have access to this. Mm -hmm. um, and then we've added other things to it. And we can talk about those in a minute. Yeah. But I think the idea of this was like, man, what can we do to, you know, we joke about Kyle constantly about, you know, getting younger, but it's true. Like 
our tissues are younger now than what they were. They're they're yeah. more. You can talk about the science behind it. I'm more of like a practical guy. I'm yeah. like, man, my tissues are just healthier than they've ever been. Yeah. Like my back, at, my back was so bad in college. My senior year, I could barely even make it through a week of practice. I just prioritized competition. Yeah. You know, I was miserable. My back was hurting so bad that my neck, I had constant neck problems, right? And then I'm just at the point where, man, I don't know if I can keep wrestling. Back in 2014, 2015, 2016, I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to keep wrestling. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I can't even make it through a tournament. Yeah. I can't make it through a tournament in my stance. Yeah. I can't even make it through a match in my stance because I'm just like, my body's falling apart. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, around that time is when she made a huge change lifestyle-wise and, um, you know, just diet and nutrition starting it, mm-hmm. right? And this time has gone on, like, you know, obviously now these other things and it just, every little thing does make a difference, right? Mm-hmm. One singular thing, if you just like, man, I'm going to eat like shit and I'm going to, you know, abuse my body all the time, but I'm going to sit in a hyperbaric chamber. It's not going it, to, yeah. it's going to help you. Well, sit in the chamber one marginal. time. It's going to be marginal, yeah, right? Yeah. It's going to be like, yeah. you know, you might not even notice any difference, yeah. but the more of those things, it's like compounding interest. The more of these things that you can do, the better. And I, I feel, I, I just think, you know, specifically in the wrestling community, you and I are a testament to that. Yeah. Right, yeah. I mean, you, we've had success in our careers, but we we had like a di- like a resurgence as we've gotten older. We've gotten mm-hmm. better. Yeah, we've gotten healthier. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that that's something that's really cool. And so these these things are things that we wanted to use. Mm-hmm. Started as that, it was a rational. It, it was also rationalized how ex- you know the expense <laughs> of, of buying these things. How much did you spend on that? Ah, uh, don't worry about it. Remember. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, we got it. It's right off. Yeah, it's right off. <laughs> I, got, um, I actually made money on this thing. Yeah. Tax right. Uh, so I think that that's where um, it started. We talked about doing it for a long time and then we, we dove in. So we have a space downtown. Uh, the space is going to be, it's really cool. Um, really like really cool. Like the idea, the way, it, the way it morphed, you know, we, we started off as one thing and then slowly like, you know, just developed as we continue to talk about it, trying to te- like just talking to other people too. Like, what do you think would work? And now it's, I mean, this is, this is probably the best case scenario. So Kendra uh, and I, you know, we have K2 Roots is uh, one of the businesses we started and um, it's a juice, it's a cold press juice company and it's evolved. And, you know, we, I feel like in business, one thing that I've learned is you can have a perfect plan, but it's whatever your customers want. Yeah. That's what your, that's what your business is going to become. Like if you're providing something that your customers don't like, you're not gonna have a business. Mm-hmm. You know, Kate and K2 was one of those we started is, you know, more of a passion project and you know, anything, any business that survived COVID and the crazy regulations and restrictions and shutdowns that we were put through, that's a strong business. Yeah. You know, so K2 came out of that. And I felt that, um, we've expanded our menu and expanding our menu. We need a bigger space. So, um, we were looking independently. We're like, all right, K2 Roots needs a bigger space. Vitality Wellness is going to need a space. Can we do it together? I don't know. Um, we came across a space downtown. It was a two story location. So upstairs, almost similar size, Upstairs is going to be a new K2 Roots, expanded menu, more seating, um, a much more social atmosphere. Coffee. We're going to add coffee. Yes. We're going to add, uh, we're going to add salads. We're going to have warm bowls. So we're going to be basically full scale, yeah. right? We're going to be, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Let's go. You know, we're going to be, uh, you know, food prep. We just hired a kitchen manager. I mean, we kind of started with K2, dabbled, and now we're, we're full in it. Yeah. Like, it's a full restaurant, basically. So, Really excited about that. That'll be upstairs, same location, go downstairs, and that's where we're going to have Vitality Wellness. Yeah. 
And I, I just think it's like the ultimate one-stop wellness location. Yeah. You're going to have great food upstairs, you know, great juice, great food. I mean, every single item on the menu, you can feel good eating. You and I feel good eating yeah. those things. Then downstairs, we're going to have truly, um, it's a one-of-a-kind location. When we started looking into doing this, I made an effort to go visit a lot of places. Yes, yeah, yeah. Pretty much every single place major place in the country, um, that offers things like this. I went, I found a way to go to that city and experience what they experienced. Yep. And it was just kind of like, okay, well, what, what, what can we, what is good about these places? What can we do better? Um, one thing about ours is there's not a place that will have the services that we have under one roof. We're going to have every single service. Yeah. Which is crazy. I mean, yeah. it's it's. I mean, it's a huge financial undertaking, but we're just like, man, one, we want to use it, yeah. right? You and I, we want to use it. Um, if it's gonna again prolong our career and make us feel better, even not even. I mean, wrestling is part of it, but it's like long term health. Yeah, this is gonna make it's. I mean, health is your number one commodity. Yeah, right. This is a huge thing, and then two, just like we don't want someone to come and not be able to get something that they want. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, I mean that's kind of where it's evolved to. We're, I mean, we're finally, finally, through our permitting and all that kind of stuff. That took forever. Yeah, yeah, a long time. That took forever. I mean, it was it was kind of cool. Like, you know, we had this idea and it was it was real. It was real, and we were trying. You know, it's like, well, while while we look for a space, why don't we have a space that we can kind of use? And you know, we had we had an infrared sauna set up. We had the chamber. We had the boots. You know, we kind of made it so that we could use it and be it would be good. And then we kind of were like, all right, well, we don't really care about this. We're getting busy now. You know, we got all of our kids going nuts anyway, and and now we have you know final X and the world championships and when this spot popped up, it was like, all right, let's do it. You know? And then we said, let's do it. And we were, we were cruising yeah, demo right permit that. right away. We're like, we're going to be done. This is going to be super fast. Yeah. Psych pause, architect drawings, permitting. Oh, you can't do this. You can't do that. It's just like, Oh my goodness. Like you gotta, I mean, people who start businesses and you know, just a, a huge respect for them. Like even if you and Kendra, like, you got what you guys have done with M2 and K2 is like, that's pretty cool. So, um, yeah, we're finally, we have the upstairs is framed out. Yeah. Um, we got the electricity in downstairs. We have all of the, all the floor cut and the plumbing's going in this week. And we have, um, we had a layout We had the framing done on, on the ones on one side, the middle side had all was where all of our, like, like our wet, quote unquote wet places are. So our cold plunge and then our cocoon oxygen therapy or cocoon water therapy, um, will be on the other side. So it's like, it's, it's getting there and yeah. it's exciting. You know, I, I, we, we talked about this before. We just like, we just need to get open. Like, seriously, we just got to get open. Cause I know people are going to want to come, you know, and it's kind of cool too, for, for me as, as, a as, you know, us as business partners, but also being able to tap into what you've already built. You know, you've already built two successful businesses and this one kind of is just like an enhancement on those other businesses. And, you know, you kind of let me sneak in there and, mm -hmm. and, and be a part of it, which is cool. Well, I mean, in the ones we've done before, I mean, we started small, yeah. right? Both the ones we started small, very little overhead, kind of dabbled and then grew as time yeah. went on, right? All right, we can take on a little bit more, take on a little bit more. And I remember with K2, I remember it was just like someone said, hey, when you go downtown, 
it's a full-time job. Yeah. And it is. But it's also like, man, like it's risk reward. Like you, you don't start a business just to like break even. You don't start a business to do all that work and stuff to just make a little bit of money, right? Yeah. You start a business, I think it's twofold. One, one most important thing is like you want to provide a service for your customers. You want to create something that's like one of a kind and unique where they feel good coming in. They experience. want to come in. They, it's experience. Like yeah. that's number one. If you have that, then, well, I guess three things. That, you have to have good people. Yeah. You have the good people that you can trust, you can rely on that, um, you know, obviously it's part of the experience. And then it's like you take, you know, you if you have a good product, good experience, you take care of your good employees, um, then it should be a successful business. Yeah. Right. And I think that that's kind of like where we kind of dabbled. And yeah, is it full time? Sure. But as things scale, like you need help and good people. Right. Yeah. And I think that's the most important thing. Like Ken and I can't do everything on our own anymore. Yeah. Um, but this business, this, what we're doing with the new K2 roots and the new vitality wellness club, they're all in. Yeah. Like, it's not like uh it's not a dabble situation. No. We took a space I mean, our space was a bar. It was an old bar and it's in a great location. You know, for those of you that know state college or those of you don't know state college, or when you come visit state college, yeah. right, we're right in the heart of downtown. Yeah. It's awesome. We're, uh, South Garner Street. We're right on Garner Street. It's right where, you know, all the all the student housing is downtown. Yeah. All the new student high rises are downtown. All the, you know, all the all the everything that happens in the heart of downtown, like that's where we are. Yeah. So it's tons of foot traffic. Um, but this space was an old bar, like old bar. And it had been sitting for a long time. And we didn't realize what we were getting into when we opened this place up. I mean, we kind of did. Like no, kind of. Like I I'm didn't. like, wow, we have a uh we're getting into this, this, okay. Downstairs was so dark. Well, one, there was no lighting. So I was using my iPhone flashlight looking around. I'm like, oh yeah, we could definitely do something down here. Well, upstairs was like a bar, right? Yeah. And it had been shut down. I think it didn't make it through COVID. And then downstairs was, uh, it was like a, like a, there was like a, it's like like a, a stage. stage. Yeah. I mean, it just smelled of just beer and residue and, and urine. Yeah. And then just, it was, it was pretty gross. I mean, things were falling from the ceiling and you're just like, well, yeah. Okay. We're going to gain a little bit of space. <laughs> cut this ceiling out. And you know, this wall, yeah, it can come down. We can bring that you wall know? down. And then, you know, but you're just like kind of, it's, it's a, it was a lot of, yeah, well, you know what? We have no idea until we open it up and we're going to see where we get ourselves into. Oh and uh, yeah, pretty much every single possible thing that you can get into that could go wrong. That happened. Yeah. But we have great landlords. Um, we really do. Um, the Freedman's been awesome. Yeah, and, for sure. Uh, very patient. I mean, we're, I mean, but it's they've been very patient. But it is. I mean, we're. It's a partnership, right? Yeah. When you go into a long-term lease, it's a partnership because you know, yeah, you're increasing their space, but also you're, you know, obviously you're you're increasing the value of their space, yeah. but you're also paying them rent. It was yeah. vacant. Yeah. So now the space has got got gutted to zero to the absolute nuts. Yep. And it is now getting rebuilt and it's going to, it was an old space and now it's going to be brand new. Yeah. You know, everything's going to be brand new. So their space now is going to be good for the next 30 years, Yeah, you know? And, uh, I mean, hopefully we're there. I mean, yeah. I mean, hopefully when we grow, but I I just, and this is, this is one of the reasons Megan and I talked about it too, is like why we wanted to, we were willing to do this, like willing to bite off more than we thought we were going to bite off is because, like, this is not a short-term play. Yeah. You know, this play is going to be like, it's like, okay, well, if we think of it like a 30 year mortgage, like, all right, yeah, we'll, we see the value here. Like we can, we can, 
you know, justify this. But like, if it was for us to do and be there for five years, it was like, no, it doesn't really make sense. So, I, I mean, the play is that we want to be here for a long time, yeah. you know, and, and I think we'll be successful just having, you know, your, you've been here for what, 15 years about. Yeah. So it's, it, you know, almost 15 years you've been here building relationships, you, you know, know everybody. Plus we have the other businesses and you built a reputation, mm -hmm. you know, and if we can deliver and be like the premier spot, not just in state college, not in the state of Pennsylvania, but in the whole country. I mean, w that's our goal. Yeah. You know, we're not, we're not going into this to kind of be second, second rate. You know, we want to be the best. And I think we do have like, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be so cool. I mean, it's kind of crazy. I mean, just our just you know who we are as people right we're not just people that are just trying to get by yeah. it's just not how we're wired yeah you know and it's uh you know we have high aspirations and high expectations yeah. and with this place right it is like yeah we believe it's going to be the centerpiece of downtown state college right and it's, it's a weird thing people are like downtown's it's a drinking culture yeah right it's about bars it's about partying yeah it is because that's all you have yeah but there's been no, there's never been an alternative option. Yeah. Right. So one of the things that, that we talk about, right. We kind of like two phrases that we, we kind of talk about is optimize your wellness. Yep. Right. And that's something that you've really taken charge of. Yeah. I mean, I, I've embodied it. I yeah. think, I think that's a good way of saying it. Like I, I've embodied the idea of optimizing my wellness, you know, like in any way, shape or form. You yeah. Know? You're, I feel like you have reached and you're, you're, you are 99% of your genetic potential. Like you're accessing that. Like you're, I mean, that's like something that you spend a lot of time in. Yeah. And, and I, of what I currently know, I feel like I've tapped, you know, I've tapped it. Yeah. So I'm and constantly trying to learn more, you know, whether it be, you know, from a physical training standpoint or from a relaxation standpoint or from like, what are some things that I can do for recovery? And, and the way you like think. That. I just yeah. feel like the way you think about your, your body movement is so different than anyone I've, I've ever met in my life. Yeah. I mean, you are. I mean, you're specific in like every movement and, and, and how it affects, you know, another movement. Yeah. And now when you're talking about like, you know, wellness and services and modalities, like there's not, like, you wouldn't allow us to cut a corner. Right. Yeah. If I was like, Hey Kyle, like we want to do this one. You're like, like this way you are you're like, no, it's not the best thing. Yeah. You know, it's not what you believe yeah. in. Like your, your morals and your values, yeah. like you don't compromise those yeah. things. That was, that was like a contentious spot for us <laughs> for a while. Like we had to like sit down and talk about it. Like yeah. we were like, and it was like emotions were running high and it was like, oh, well, maybe we're not doing this. I don't know. Are it was we doing the most this? stress our relationship has been on since you used to beat me. <laughs> right? That this was, was more stressful than that, at least yeah. for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. Like everything was like fine at Danny, like hopping through the fields being like, Oh, frick. We're going to have this conversation. Well, it was just like, you know, one of us would call the other one and not answer. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? Or like, uh, I don't want to deal with this right now. What's well, challenging, you know, like business partnerships, they're marriages, yeah. you know? And I think we were getting the point where our risk tolerance changed at different times in this, yeah. this process, right? Yeah. We're like, okay, you know, I've, I originally envisioned like something more smaller scale. I'm like, okay, I kind of already, I already have these things. I already have them. I can start this small because that's just what I've always done, mm -hmm. you know? And then, you know, we, well, we, we talk, when we talk about it, like the biggest change for us was when we, we in a cocoon, yeah. right? When we, we kind of, like, I, you know, again, like we're both pretty stubborn, yeah. right? We're pretty like, like believe strongly in like what we do. And, yeah. um, I think, you know, we had, we were like 90% of the way there, yeah. but there was 10% that we were like, 
little different on. Yeah. And we at one time we were looking about purchasing a facility. Yeah. Right. And then we we're like, I don't know. You know, then it was like we were like different. We were like, we were at times our risk was higher than the other one. Mm-hmm. And I think probably the biggest spot for us was then. Yeah. Right. And it was probably like we were kind of talking, you like, you know, and I just was we were trying to find a way that it how it's all, all makes sense. Yeah. You know, and I think um, but I think it was good. We talked about those things and but we can talk about that. Let's talk about like the cocoon water therapy. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, that in itself is kind of a crazy story. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, really crazy. So um well, my college roommate, um, he got married to uh, my chiropractor now, Dr. Nadesh, um, and they had started following this guy, you know, this doctor, like, oh, this doctor is great. Um, like, he's he does what he says, that we really like his messaging, all this stuff. And I was like, oh, it kind of sounds a little weird. Like, you guys are, uh, and then they said, oh, we're moving out to Oklahoma. I was like, what do you mean you're moving out to Oklahoma? I never thought they would leave, you know, Pennsylvania. And, uh. So they move out and as they move out, Pete, you know, I talked to Pete probably, I mean, at least once a week minimum. And, uh, he, he, you know, we talk about all sorts of different things, you know, and, and our history is kind of cool. I'd probably, probably make a movie about this guy, but, um, you know, just like every, you know, everything that we could talk about, like he was a huge influence on me. Him and the were huge influences on me. And you talk about like me trying to optimize myself, optimize my wellness and just my whole life. It stemmed from that relationship. Like that relationship was a huge turning point for me to, to get there. So, um, basically anything that they said, I'd be like, okay, that's great. I believe you. Let me figure it out now. So then I would just like dive in. And so they got this opportunity. Um, and it was with, cocoon, which is, uh, basically it, it was a, a new technology developed in Hungary. Uh, Dr. Lyons developed it and he did it out of necessity and you can go see their story, which again, pretty amazing, uh, story that they had. And, um, there was like this exclusive offer, you know, to be a part of it. And Pete was like, Hey, I know you're looking for something, you know, this sounds amazing. Like, look at this video and see what it can do, you know? And, um, And I was like, well, what is it? What is cocoon therapy? What is this stuff? Like, what are we talking about here? And, you know, yeah, we can, we can increase the partial pressure of oxygen in your cells. And I never heard that before. What, what does that even mean? What is partial pressure of oxygen in my cell mean? Well, um, well you, you can test it or, you you know, and I was just like, oh, okay. Like, and he's like, I've used the tub. It's great. And I was like, oh, okay, well, if you use the tub and it's great, like, sweet, let me continue to look into it. So long story short, we end up realizing the benefits of this thing. You went out to Vegas and got in the tub and had some benefits. I went to Oklahoma, got in the tub, and I was like, what? What is going on here? I felt like my IQ jumped like 10 points within 50 minutes. And I was, ex- you know, I, I was expecting my body to feel good, my skin to feel good. Cause that's, that's the benefits that I talk about is, you know, by increasing the partial pressure of oxygen, it's similar to the hyperbaric where, um, basically you enhance your body's cellular function. So if we can enhance our body's cellular function, then everything becomes easier for it. And then anything that I put on the back burner that will heal, you know, because once you take the stress off of your body, your body's going to naturally heal itself. I mean, that's, that's purely evident by the placebo effect. Like if you can just think that you're taking a magic pill and all of a sudden heal yourself, 
it's like, oh, wow, that, that was magic. You know, like my body is this miraculous thing that can heal itself. And, um, but yeah, so we both did it and I, you know, I definitely want to hear your story. I mean, I love hearing your story about, uh, your experience with cocoon, but, um, yeah, we were supposed to, you know, get into business with them and then just like things just went awry, you know, and just like got crazy. And we we're like, well, what do we, you know, how do we do this? How do we deal with this? And, um, you know, the door, I mean, I feel like the door's still open for us, but, um, just where we're at now, we don't have the space for it. So we only have the space for one. So we ended up purchasing a tub and we got the tub and we were planning on setting it up. And then we didn't because you need, like, it was just like one thing after another, after another. And then ultimately it's just like, all right, why don't we just wait till we get our new space? But so, yeah, so, um, yeah, the cocoon tub increases the, the partial pressure of oxygen across your cells. And that you can measure it. So they measure it on a scale and they take the partial pressure basically of a, a baby and they can see what the partial pressure is. So normally, um, it depends on your elevation and sea level, but you can test the partial pressure of the air and the ambient oxygen around. So you can, you can see what that is. And it's just about how the oxygen is forced into your cell. So, um, you were saying like you can actually see it. You yeah. Can see it happening. Well, yeah. So, so like they have this technology that he developed and, um, you get into the water and it's, a, it's 99 degrees, 100 degrees bath water. And you sit in there for 50 minutes, which actually, I mean, it's kind of a long time, you know, like yeah. you sit in there and I'm, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I'm used to kind of things happening pretty quickly. And it was, and I had it set at one-on-one just because I was like, oh, this would be nice. And I need to turn it down because I was like, oh, it's getting kind of hot and I'm sweating, but I'm like feeling so good. I don't want to get out. And one of the side note is I was like, you know what? I need to get the benefits on my face. So I'd like slide down. I needed like a snorkel. I wish I had a snorkel or something to breathe under it. Um, but I would like hold my breath for as long as I could. And I'm like, I'm definitely holding my breath longer. I can hold my breath like for about a minute and a half. So I test it out. I, I turn it on, turn on my phone, go underneath and I'm holding them, holding them, holding it. And I'm just kind of sitting there and I don't really feel that like that same level of panic um, that I normally feel. And then once I get to the end, I'm like, okay, five more seconds. All right, I'm out. And then I was at like one minute, 59 seconds. It was kind of funny. Now, you know, who, who knows why that was the case, but it was hot water. Do you remember as a kid, like you go to wrestling tournaments and get in the hot tubs? Did you ever do that? Yeah. I used to go in the hot tubs all the time and me and my buddies, I'm not going to mention his name. Um, but he, uh, <laughs> Yeah, but he, he, you know, we used to have competitions to see if he'd hold their breath alongside under the water. And I remember the hot water was always so much harder than the pool water. But, um, but yeah. But so. I remember that as a kid, they're like, hey, if you go under in a hot tub, you're going to fry your brain. <laughs> like, so of course I do. I do. Right? Well, yeah, just naturally. You got to test it out. Yeah, yeah. What happens. Well, I'm like, way well. tougher than the most people, so yeah. I can definitely fry my brain and be okay. So we were going through these tubs. This is definitely the biggest piece of us. I think we agreed on pretty much everything that we wanted to do. Yeah. But there were things that I was, you know, a little bit more passionate about or more just from a... Well, the cycle, the cycling. Yeah. You the know, cycle studio. The cycle studio. But even, yeah. even some of the things just like... Not, I wouldn't even say necessarily passionate per se. It's just like I felt like they were... Not only they're, they're good... They're good modality. They're good service. But I could see like the business model around it. Yeah. Um, and then we get these tubs and they're a significant investment. Yeah. I mean, they're a significant investment. Yeah. Each one singular tub, significant investment. Right. And we're like, all right, now we have to buy three of these. Yeah. Tubs. Yeah. And that was really what's that. I'm like, dude, I, I'm like, I just can't buy three of these tubs. Yeah. You know, I can do one tub. Yeah. You know, but, and so I'm, I'm questioning it. So I go out to Vegas 
because that's where the place is and i use the tub yeah and you know we're like on we're like on the edge of like this is potentially not going to happen yeah right we're like for our relationship and our friendship like we might not this might just this. not work yeah yeah go out there and i'm like okay i'm you know interested in how it is and the experience is really cool you know it's it's again like it's very similar to the hyperic chamber um but it's it's a it's a bath right so let's say if you you don't if you're claustrophobic yeah. right or man i just don't feel comfortable in this chamber well we can get in and the, and the tub is more beneficial yeah than the hyperic chamber yeah um, and it's in different say, ways. I mean, yeah. yeah, like you get some benefit of actually like the physical pressure of a hyperbaric chamber, which you don't get, right? Which you don't get over like a concussion yeah. or like a sprained ankle. Like the yeah. compression is going to really help. With yeah, that. but in terms of just like ease, like getting into a tub, it's very relaxing. Yeah, you know, I remember getting in there, you like turn the TV on, you watch Netflix. But you're right. I'm like 99 degrees. I was hot, sweating, and uncomfortable towards the end of it. Yeah, you know, yeah. like. Like, well, I didn't bring any water. Yeah. I, didn't, I had nothing. Like, I didn't prepare for it. Yeah. Like, they're like, hey, you should probably drink. Like, after I did it, they're like, hey, you should probably drink some water beforehand. You know, make sure you have some food. Make sure you go to the bathroom and everything's good. So when I say when I say how I felt, I'm dread off the plane. Like, I'm right off of, like, a getting in Vegas at, like, whatever, 9 a.m. after getting up at 5 a.m. and flying. So yeah. I'm like, I'm going to test it instantly, specifically for, like, jet lag. I'm going to yeah. see. I feel crappy this morning. Yeah. You know, so I'm, like, tired. I get in there. But when I got out of there, so I, I went out there for the U.S. Open, right? I was out there for the U.S. Open for um, M2. For M2. Yeah. We were out there for the U17s and U20s. And so I get there. And I, I'm not, I mean, after I got out of the tub, I felt like my, my jet lag was gone. Yeah. And I feel like I had like no, no residual fatigue of the traveling. Yeah. You know, and I'm there and I worked out in the morning, like, you know, I thought with coach Kale or somebody, then I coached all day long yeah. and I went back for another session the next day. Yeah. And I feel like same thing. I'm like, man, I, I, this does make a difference from like an athletic performance standpoint, just from like a jet lag standpoint, just from the benefits. So one thing that sticks in my mind when thinking about like this the cocoon or, or with a uh, hyperbaric chamber is, you know, like, okay, I'm injured, right? You know, my ankle hurts. Okay. I hurt my ankle. Okay. Well, you know, actually I have lingering shoulder pain and my back hurts. It's chronic. I've had it for a long time and yeah. you're getting there and you're, you know, whatever you're getting treatment on your ankle, but these other things still hurt. Oxygen shows no bias, yeah. right? So when you're in a hyperbaric chamber, that oxygen, you know, right now you and I are breathing 21 percent oxygen which yeah. is what the atmosphere yeah. basically gives us yeah mostly nitrogen oxygen a little bit of uh, co2 20 percent. so when yeah. you're in the hyperbaric chamber you're over 90 percent. so every single breath that you take yeah. is over four times more oxygen per breath yeah and all that's going to do is go in and every one of your cells that's damaged and compromised right your yeah. cells supposed to look like you know like plump and yep. healthy yep. our cells don't look like that whether it's Whatever it may be, right? Injury, chronic illness. Yeah, there's a lot of things. I mean, uh, there's a lot of things. Diet, that nutrition, are just yeah. just things in our atmosphere, yeah, right? Yeah. That just compromise our cells. Well, that oxygen's going in. Just every cell is getting the same amount of help. Yeah, right. And it's just that's what's really cool about these two therapies, in uh, and specifically, and that's what you feel, right? You, you get off the plane, you're tired, you're hungry, you're thirsty, you're dehydrated, you know, whatever it may be, and then boom, you're like, I feel good. I could just go like operate all day long. Yeah. And for me on those days, they're long days. You know, yeah. I'm there, I'm up with the kids, I'm working out and then I'm now I'm coaching, but also every, between every single coaching set, every time I'm done in between coaching, it's just like my brain's on the stimulated nonstop. Yeah. There's no like sitting down relaxing. Autographs. Hey, um, can I get a picture? You know, Oh, we got this guy coming up, that guy coming up. You're just like, you know, just on. the ups and downs of every yeah. single match. So I, I mean, I'm like, man, using this, I feel like it made a difference. Felt pretty good doing it. So that was kind of, and obviously we got past it. We decided, and also the, the space only permitted us to have one tub. Yeah. You know, and, um, but I think that was good to have that early on. 
kind of helped us like iron out some of the things. And, um, but yeah, so we're close. I mean, we're, you know, it's cool. Like, I mean, I'm I'm excited to share this journey with you and we're getting closer. It's unfortunately, this is going to open up like pretty damn close. So we're getting ready for Olympic trials. Um, but you know, that's where, you know, we've just having some experience doing this in the past and, um, we'll be ready to go, but it's been cool. I mean, we're going to, like I said, it's going to be this like ultimate one-stop shop. Like not only like, and kind of the other thing back to what we said, you know, we talked about optimize our wellness. Yeah. We kind of got on a tangent there. But the second thing is just is just social wellness. Yeah. And the idea is a lot of times wellness is self-isolating. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, think about your buddies, right? And you're like, hey, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna do a diet. One of the things I think is really cool is that right now is a 75 hard, right? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, 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 yeah. So people are like 75 hards, you know, it's where I do uh, 75 days of hard of working out, one one outside, one inside. I pick a diet, I stick with it, yep. no alcohol. Um and read 10 pages of nonfiction. I think that's what it is. But it's the thing you do with your buddies, yeah. right? And it's like, man, I'm, I was talking to a friend the other day and he's like, I'm doing, I'm like, dude, you look great. Like you've lost weight. You look mm-hmm. slim. You know, he's like, yeah, I'm doing 75 hard. I'm on my 75th day. I'm gonna keep going. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. You know, and I think that's it, but it's a social. He did it with a couple of his friends. Yeah. And I think downtown, like the social element is like partying, drinking beer and, and going to the bars. And that's where you're gonna, you're a college kid. Like that's where you're gonna meet a, your boy, your girl, yeah. whatever it may be. Well, okay, well, we're given an alternative option, mm-hmm. right? And people are like, man, that's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> maybe not, Yeah, but maybe, Yeah, right? And I feel that the social wellness component is going to be really cool because now people, you know, obviously it's going to be catered around their schedule. We're going to have different tiered structures, you know, obviously whether you want to come in one time, you want to come in five times a month, you want to come in unlimited. Yeah. Um, And... I mean, I've, uh, health and wellness is a trend that's growing in our country. Oh, I mean, I, maybe in the world, but definitely in our country. I think yeah. people are prioritizing their health and wellness more now than they ever have. Yeah. I mean, I remember back when we first started eating the way that we eat, you go to the store and it's like slim pickings. There's nothing. Now there's an entire <laughs> aisle dedicated yeah. to gluten-free. There's an entire yeah. aisle that has no refined sugars. Yeah. Right? There's an entire aisle. I mean, they make, there's, you know, Siete is a company that just like their entire line of what they offer yeah. is is a healthy alternative to potato seed chips oils and, and seed yeah. oils yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So this market is growing, right? I believe that we're on the forefront of it. And I mean, these companies like what we're offering are popping up around the country. There's franchises. Yeah. They're in the biggest cities, right? You're talking about New York City, LA, Miami. Um, there's places like this. And yeah. this wellness component is a growing component. So I think those are two things for us. Social, social wellness, doing things together, right? It's yeah. not self-isolating. You don't have to come and take care of yourself and feel like you're on your own. Yeah. Like you're going to have other people doing it with mm-hmm. you. We're going to have, you know, uh, things that are private. Like we're going to have a private suite where you can go and be by yourself or you can have a couple of your friends and yeah. you can go and book that. and Or have a date night. Yeah. Our, our vision yeah. is that, yeah, you want to yeah. do it by yourself. Yeah. You want to have a business meeting. Yeah. Right? You want to go in there with a couple of your friends. And I mean, think about wrestling. I mean, every day after practice, we sit in the sauna and we just talk, yeah. you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes, whatever it is. And yeah. like, um, it's just like, it's a social component for us. Yeah. And for us, it's like super normal yeah. because we've been doing it for so long. Yeah. But a lot of people just, sauna is not something they have access to, yeah. right? They don't have access. They don't want to buy one. They don't want to go to the YMCA and, you know, be in a tiny sauna. Yeah. We're going to have a, I mean, our sauna is a custom sauna. Yeah. It's going to be massive. Massive. It's going to be awesome. It's a 12 person sauna. Well, it's uh. Yeah, it's twelve feet by twelve and a half feet by five feet. Um, 
but yeah, it's going to have you know the double benches and and everything like that. I mean, there, there's going to be plenty of room there. It's going to be. I mean, I'm really excited. We have to finish customizing yeah. it. We have a couple of the final details we got to put on. We got to pick if we want one heater or two heaters because the two heater one is pretty sweet. Two heater sweet, and I mean just little things like I mean it's we just want it to be a cool experience for people. We want people to come in and be like excited to be there. Yeah, you know, customer service being an important element to it. And, uh, I mean, it's just, it's, I mean, I would say like wellness is something that we're super passionate. I mean, not, not, we are very extremely passionate. Yeah. We live that lifestyle. Yeah. And now we want to share it on a, on a larger scale with, yeah. with a lot of people. And I, I think that, I mean, the things that we have, like I said, there's not a place in the country that has what we have on one roof. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're kind of a living embodiment of what these things can do. You know? Well, yeah. I mean, you talk about not like in... You, our both of our stretches were kind of like that 2013 to 2016 17 time frame where we weren't like we didn't really know what to do you know we were kind of just doing what we did in college and for me i was drinking diet mountain dew and drink and kettle cooked jalapeno chips i mean that was my thing and those hollow those uh sugar cookies with the orange and pink frosting on top i crushed those yeah crushed good. them but but then, like you know, like you said, it started with diet. Started with like realizing how I always knew how important sleep was. I always knew how important training was. You know, diet. I was like, oh, I, I mean, I'm, as long as I'm getting calories, calories in, calories out, I'm all right. And then it started like, oh, maybe I'm not hitting, you know, my my macronutrients or whatever it is. But once we kind of figured out how good we could feel, we're like, wow, we were operating on this like this deficit for so long like what were what, you know and i look back i'm like what was i doing you know why didn't somebody slap me in the face and say hey you gotta you gotta fix this and and looking back i did have people who were saying that i remember my sports dietitian in college like straight up you know like saying like what to eat you know yeah. i mean you go you know like we just like a general one right yeah. and i just was like stubborn so it wasn't like someone i really went to and stuff but and i think and when i was in college if no i i don't think i i know this for a fact I talked to casey cunningham about this my coach and i'm like Coach, you think like in college, he's like, no, nah, I don't think you had done it. Yeah. It's not who you, you were. Mm -hmm. You were just, you were convinced that you could drink soda after weigh-ins and you know, eat candy mm -hmm. and whatever it is. And you were going to be fine. Yeah. I remember, I remember a conversation I had with coach Casey, you know, I was talking about my weight and I mean, it's crazy. Like what my diet was when I was in college, you know, it was, it was so bad. And my caloric intake was so small. So I'm basically like doing it on strict, just toughness. Yeah. You know, I'm trying yeah. to like, you know, yeah. it's like do on just toughness basically. And, uh, he's like, you know, like at night, rather than eating like a candy bar. Why won't you have like a cliff bar or something? Yeah. My coach, like gotta have Snickers. Yeah. You know, the convenience. What, am I going to have right oats? I'm going to have oats. Yeah. You're going to make me have a Nutrigram yeah. bar. Like, what are you crazy? Yeah. Like, I'm not eating that. Tastes like crap. You don't understand coach. It's two for two twenty two, <laughs> right? It's two candy bars for $2 and 22 cents. The cliff bar is $3. Like I'm getting double it yeah. for the less price, you know? So that was just like way I thought coach Kale would be like, dude, can you stop eating so much candy? People are going to think that they can see candy and wrestle like you, you know? And I'm like, ah, you know. And I look back, I'm like, I get your point. Sorry, for, I tell them, I'm sorry for being an a-hole. Yeah. You know, like, I, I should have listened to what you said, you know, and maybe ate candy in private or something. But I'm just like, hilariously, like, in the Detroit airport, just getting candy and like, putting it in a bag and eating it, you know? <laughs> like, just such a turd. But, um. It's oh, funny. But yeah, it's kind of fun. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's. I'm just excited. I just can't wait to get open. I know. You know, I can't wait to be open. Hopefully, uh, yeah, we're talking maybe eight weeks from now. 
Yeah, we're, we're trying, hoping to be open over winter break here. So, you know, like December, January time, have a soft opening, iron out the kinks. And then when students get back from um, winter break, winter break, we'll be open. Yeah. So it's going to be a huge asset to obviously people in state college, like my athletes, M2 training. So, yeah. Um, and the athletes, athletes at Penn State. At Penn State. I, I'm, Penn State's going to get all this stuff at some point in time. But in the meantime, like we're going to be a great resource yeah. you know, for them. Yeah. Um, just the, you know, the community here in state college, state college athletics and, um, we're talking about just sports specific, but that's, I, I really believe that that's a smaller market for us. I think really it's just the general student population. Yeah. You know, a lot of the students in, at Penn state are coming from major areas, major metropolitan areas, yeah. you know, where these things like this are a lot more accessible, mm-hmm. you know, and now they're going to just seamlessly, even with K2 roots, you're like, man, yeah, I got a juice spot at home, you know, on the corner, whatever, whatever in New York city. Can't believe there's K2 roots. I can't believe there's yeah. juice here. Yeah. You know, this is the best juice I've ever had. Yeah. You know, it becomes routine. They come in, they bring their parents in. So it's a, it's a very similar clientele. Um, a lot of crossover, a lot of synergies. And um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. So Danny, he's not, obviously not going to be on the podcast today, but he's going to be a huge piece in what we're doing. Yeah. You know, obviously a lot of it's going to be for us, it's going to be education, mm-hmm. what we're doing. Um, you know, obviously just in marketing, marketing, uh, the atmosphere, yeah. marketing, uh, what we have to offer. So it's going to be super fun. I'm excited. I'm really excited. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, so that's Vitality Wellness Club. Vitality you know? Wellness Club so is up and running. People yeah. just, so, so whoever started the rumor that said Kyle is going to leave Penn State, you can eat it <laughs> because that's the furthest thing <laughs> that from was, the truth. So I got blindsided so bad. Yeah. I'm sitting at practice and, you know, I'm just getting back in from the world championships and like, you know, kind of getting back into the groove of things. And, you know, just like, I'm, it's not really focused on me right now. I'm trying to help out the other guys. And, you know, I'm just, I'm not putting in like a ton of effort into like, into like being super precise and, in, in everything that I'm doing, but it's like, I'm, I'm focusing on the business and I'm focusing on my kids and I'm focusing on my family and like trying to make sure all of those things are, are, are good. And, and, um, you know, I finish up practice and this is like my first week, second week back where I'm like, okay, it's my time now. Like it's, we got to get ready. We're not that far away. And, um, I finish up and I'm having a good day and coach Cody goes, Hey Kyle, you got a minute? I'm like, yeah. Uh, yeah. (laughs) He's like, you want to beat me in the office? I'm like, yeah, what? Yeah, sure. He goes, so, uh, he sit down. Hey, there's a rumor that, that you're leaving and you're, you're going to go back home. And I was like, no, I can't leave. This is great. I got a business here. I think there's. I literally can't leave. Like I cannot leave. It's David not and Kendra possible. will kill me. Yeah, seriously. Like, like if I try to leave, possible. no, 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 no. Yeah. So I'm not leaving. I'm here. Um, really excited to be here. Love it here. I, I mean, and just the atmosphere. I mean, until you're like, I would come down. Right. I'd come down and train for three days, four days, you know, things like that state, you know, wherever and, and, and be here. Um, and so you get a little taste of what it's like, but, and I thought I knew, you know, just having roomed with you so many times and having been around the coaches, you know, I never really had a relationship with any of the coaches. Like it was just like, Oh, Hey, how's it going? And like, sometimes we play poker with uh, Casey and that was about it. But, um, it wasn't until I like really got down here that I realized how different, and it's like, um, it isn't, it's no surprise. Like there's no surprise. Like people have talked about what it is to be here, but like intellectually knowing what it's like and feeling it is just completely different. It's completely different. Like just the, the space that the coaches hold for, for excellence is like, it's really, really cool. 
you know, and like I'm just really happy to to be here. And I tell, I mean, I I feel like I thank Coach Kale and Coach Cody like once a week. I'm like, man, it's really cool that you know that I'm here and I appreciate it. And um, not to mention the fact that there's 25. Like in the NLWC alone, I think I was going to be in Jan, February, March. I forget when the last ones do. Twenty-five plus kids under the age of like eight or nine. How old's Varner's oldest? Nine, I think. So there's a ton of kids. Everyone's got families. Everyone's in the similar stage of life. You know, like hey, we got the kids. Okay, well, how about we meet up for lunch instead of trying to go out for dinner at seven thirty at night? You yeah. know, like hey, we're just gonna bring the kids and we're gonna kind of let them run feral around your house. Like Dave and Kendra used to host all these like people over and, you know, the guys would be downstairs playing pool and the kids would just be screaming, running up and down the stairs, chasing each other, changing clothes. Like I'm pretty sure I have like 13 or 14 of London's dresses. All of the girls, like they're just interchanging dresses. Like there's just, it's just switching houses. Right. And I have no idea what's ours. Yeah. I have no idea. It's hard to keep track. Um, but that that component was a huge draw for me, like knowing like my kids are what six months older than you know six months to a year. It's like our kids are all just like staggered in between yeah. each other, just alternating. And then you know you, there's just so many, so many bright spots here. It's just it's really really special place, and especially for where we are, Megan and I are in our life. Like this is the place that we need to be at. Yeah. You know, this is just where we have to be. Yeah, I mean, it's we talked about it for a long time. Obviously, super happy that you're down here yeah. and you know diving into business together. Just like I don't know. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Obviously, we're mm-hmm. bumps along the road, but um, yeah, it's gonna be super fun. Zevia, Zevia. So I guess you want. I guess last thing is we oh, kind of finish is. up here. One of the things we talk about is just like road to Paris. Yeah, and, yeah. And we're. I mean, obviously, it's a it's a dream and a vision that we've talked about and shared for mm-hmm. a really long time. Um, and. I've talked a little bit about how this year I'm going to train a little different. Last year I kind of checked out too too long, mm-hmm. and then when I kind of ch- checked back in, I felt like I was behind, yeah. you know, and I just didn't want to feel out of the way this year. So this year, kind of like kind of planning on having training cycles and just being more you know more focused early on, yeah. and also like I don't want to peak too early. Yeah, I know that myself. I know if I start training now like really hard, I'm going to be at 100. percent Also, we'll be months away. Yeah, you know, you don't want to be like that. Um, so I, I feel like, I, you know, but what, what are your thoughts this year? Like, what are your thoughts on your training? Like after, you know, or what are your thoughts on world championships? Or what are your thoughts after world championships and now going into yeah. Olympic trials and then the Olympics, obviously in Paris, like, what are you thinking? Yes. I mean, the world championships were just, uh, each year's different. We always talk about that. Like each year you go, there's different challenges and like different things that you got to think about, but ultimately it's still just a wrestling tournament. And <clears throat> I mean, my career, you know, I had, I had bumps along the way in college. And then obviously when I graduated, I didn't make a team for four, five years, you know? So I was like, there's still bumps along the way. And, um, you, you learn and you try to figure those out and and do those things. But, um, yeah, this, this world championships was just, uh, it was so much different than the other ones, you know? And, um, you had, and again, it's similar to what I said in, in, uh, Tokyo, like, you got to be able to win when you're not 100%. Like no one's ever going to be 100% and feeling perfect, but you know you you aspire to be there. And you know, you just one one little thing changes, you know, you still got to be able to adapt and overcome and, and do those things. And um I felt like I, you know, just for the circumstances I did a good job adapting. I did a good job um making it work 
you know, and, and getting back to the finals. And then the finals was just a weird match. You know, I just kind of, I was really wrapped up in the hand fight. You know, we were hand fighting a lot. And, you know, pretty much when I decided I had to go score, I scored, you know, and that's kind of been the, I don't know what you talk about all the time. Like, just go score, you know, just like, you can go do it whenever you want. Just go do it. And, um, but yeah, so we got one, one scramble and I was down by a point and I was like, all right, well, I have to go. And underhooks pushed him out of bounds. <clears throat> I didn't really know exactly if he stepped out. It was close, you know, and he's on his knees. They could have called grounded. Um, but then, you know, I let go of him. He dove in and we got in a scramble and ended up, I mean, I guess I kind of threw myself to my back at the end, but yeah, leaving that match, I was like, shoot, I didn't win, but I still feel like for where I was at, I feel good about it. You know, I feel, I feel like there's good, like kind of what happened in 27, end of 2017 or early 2018 when we went to the Uregan together, um, I lost in the finals to Kyle Megamedov and, um, <clears throat> you know, got another crack at him, you know, and then the next time I wrestled him, I beat him 12-0. So, um, you know, that's, that's kind of what I'm hoping for. You know, I got my hands on him and, you know, whatever, but, um, yeah, just trying to turn that result around. And, you know, it's, I heard you talking the other day about how, you know, the, the Olympic team trials in our country is like super tough, you know, like you're going to, some of the best guys in the world are here, yeah. you know, and See Coco. bye Coco. And it's the same, you know, same at 74, you know, like just in, you know, in our room, we have, you know, Jason Alf, who I've wrestled twice in the finals and he's beaten world champions. And then we have, um, you know, Levi Haynes, who is right there, and Mitchell Messenbrink. Oh, world champ Mitchell Messenbrink. And then we got Cujo, and, like, we got so many guys that are probably, I mean, going to make the weight and probably make it to the trials. And, I mean, it's right here. You know, it's 10 minutes down the road in BJC. So, um, yeah, I mean, also you got all the rest of the U.S., you know, and there's just studs, you know. They're, they're, there's guys who, you know, like Burroughs, seven-time world champ coming back down and um you got keegan o'toole u23 u20 world champ david carr u20 world champ you know you got and then all the other guys i mean there's so many guys who have done had a lot of success 74 bananas yeah it's a weight class that i mean it i mean sitting out at the finals is big advantage it's a big advantage yeah i mean it's it's different than what it was for a long time for us where we had to get to the tournament and then wrestle yeah you know it's, but it's it's still, I mean, just in all these Olympic weight classes, wrestling through the mini tournament is, uh, I mean, those guys, those guys in the mini tournament, I mean, match one, two, three, four, whatever it's going to take yeah. to get through there, they're, they are world medal caliber matches every step along yeah. the way. Some people, their first round match in our Olympic weight classes maybe maybe won't have that one, but by the second, third yeah. semifinals, yeah. you know, then you have medalists that are going to be dropping down there in the semifinals, which yeah. kind of messes it up a little bit the way that it is. So the way our, you know, obviously it is, is if you're a returning world medalist in the Olympic weight class, you sit the finals. Yep. If you're a returning world medalist in a non-Olympic weight class, whatever weight class you decide, you sit at the semifinals. Yep. So, um, so that would be Vito, Zane, Zahid. Yep. So those guys are sitting in the semifinals of the weight class that they choose um, so basically they have to beat, win in the semifinals and then they have to then wrestle in the finals well, to win that to get to the, to get to the person that sits out. Well, so for 57, for example, nobody's sitting out. Nobody's sitting out. So Vito has to wrestle one match on day one 
and then whoever and makes and he's in the finals, yeah. so best two out of three. You know, so like if, if Zahi goes down, which I assume he will, um, he'll sit out in the semis. He'll wrestle semis. He'll wrestle his finals to get to you. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's like even, yeah, guys going down like so shrinking down ten yeah. is crazy. So fifty seven and sixty five. Um, once you get to the finals, they just wrestle day two. Yeah. So fifty seven and sixty five. Um, you win in the semifinals. You just get to day two, and then in seventy four, eighty six, and ninety seven, you uh, you have to win. You have matches. to. Yeah, you yeah. have to. So that's what and, happened with me, and, and then get to the second day. Yeah, that was that was what happened with me when I was dropping down to seventy four. I yeah. had won seventy nine, sat out to the semis, wrestled my semis match, then wrestled my finals match day one, and then wrestled my best two out of three. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, it is a big advantage, like you said, just to, to be able to sit out. But it's also like it's just a different challenge at the same time. Like yeah. you got it, you're still making weight. But you also got to make sure that you're sharp and you, you know, yeah, knock you the rust off. Still got to make know? weight both days. Yeah. So it's weird. Like we've never had to make weight, not wrestle, and then make weight again. Yeah. Right. There's an element of routine of being like, okay, this is like the world championships. You make weight, you wrestle three or four matches, you're what, seven, eight, nine, ten pounds over. You yeah. make weight. Yeah. And then you wrestle the finals the next day. Yeah. You know, we'll have to make weight. We're going to have to. Figure out that day. It's yeah. a new thing for us. Like, yeah. We haven't figured that out yet. Yeah. And then day two, make weight. And then it's a normal day for us. Yeah. You sit to the finals and yeah. you wrestle. Um, obviously, the guys come in the interim. They have to wrestle those matches, but they get to sit in that same routine they've always been mm-hmm. in. Right? So, yeah, is it an advantage? Definitely. You only have to wrestle one guy in two out of three format. Yeah. That, 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 you know, in itself, you know, they're going to have however many matches. But it's also the day before. Mm-hmm. We're all conditioned to wrestle multiple matches over multiple days because that's what it's going to take for us to win the Olympics. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's out of the ordinary. It's just in the finals you have, you know, the Olympic final caliber person in a two out of three, right? Mm-hmm. That's different. You know, the Olympics is one match. Yeah. Um, so I think like it's, you know, not, you know, it's great to be sitting in the finals something that we've earned, but it doesn't make it any easier. Yeah. You know, it's not an easy thing. It's not like, oh, it's, it's easy now. Yeah. It's like, dude, you got to be ready because whoever makes it through 74 and 86 they're as good as it's. They're as good as who we're gonna have to wrestle in the Olympics. Yeah, like they're. I mean, it's a seventy-four and eighty-six. You know, or, or, or all of our weight class. But you know, f- yeah. for us and what yeah. we're saying, like the winner of our weight classes are gonna be favorited to win in the Olympics, yeah. right? Because that's just like what it is. So I feel that, um, you know, preparation a little different. You know, it's like getting ready for final X, kind of like what we've done the last yeah. couple of years. You know, wrestling one one person in a two out of three. Mm. It's a little different in the Olympics. Because of the media and stuff, like yeah. I remember, like the way the match order was, like mm-hmm. we wrestled, like I remember wrestling in um, 2021, and then mm-hmm. it was a weird long break, yeah, to like match two because mm-hmm. of like how they spread it out. Yeah, meet. They're trying to figure out how to put their marquee matches in like the premium time spots. Also, yeah. they're trying to figure out how can they get like, you know, like you know what I mean. So yeah. it's a little different and how it is, but things that that are out of our control. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Do you feel like you're anything this year differently, like training wise, that what you've done the last couple of years, or you feel like as you come back? I mean, you always make little adjustments. I mean, there's been little things that you know. It's like talking with Coach Cody and like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna adjust this this piece of it. Um, it was really good, but I think it can be better. You know, Coach Kale on uh, on uh, Friday or no on Monday, he was like, "There's good, better, and best." You know, and just that thought process is. I've always had that, like, what's the most, what's the best way, yeah. you know, how can I, how can I find the best way? And, um, it's just, you know, reiterated from him, but yeah, same thing. Like <clears throat> I'm not throwing, I'm not throwing the baby out with the bathwater now, you know, I feel like 
we've we have a really good system and you know i come into a system that's very similar to what i had already done and th- and and you know this year to be frank it was just different for me you know like my first year at the Nine wrestling club was it was just different than what i was used to and you make adjustments and they're not big they're just really subtle and they the coaches do a really good job of smoothing everything out and making it so that you can have like the best path forward um but it was still you know it was so just different for me you know something as simple as like normally when i have my practice i'm the only one holding an entire circle like i pushed everyone aside or i went in the back room at in, at cornell and um so i had my own map but now this time um, you know, we got so many guys that you're kind of like, all right, well, you got to pay attention to the people around you, yeah. you know, and you don't want to come in, you know, you don't want to practice, you have your own separate practice time because you lose some of the energy or you gain, you know, you gain some mat space, but, um, but yeah, so it's just like, we have so many good guys that are all competing at the same time that we feed off of each other, but sometimes like, all right, I'm not going to hit this blast double leg because I see, you know, I could run into Thomas or you or whoever else. And, um, yeah, so it's just it's just interesting. They're little things, but for the most part, it's gonna stay stay the course. You know, yeah. I feel like I'm on the right path, right trajectory. So um, I'm I'm excited to get back out there and compete, though. That'll be fun. I feel that you know we talked about this. You know, after you wrestled Sidikov, um, I mean, I think you got his best version, right? I feel like to me when I watch that match, I'm like, okay, this was Sidikov's like best version, like like yeah. a perfect scripted match. Mm. You know, um, and I feel that there's adjustments that like you're going to make that are going to make a big difference yeah. the next time that you wrestle. Yeah. You know, and I, I tell you this all the time and, and I believe this wholeheartedly. Like, it's just a matter of like, whenever you decide you want to go score, you're scoring. Yeah. Like, there, there's, they're not stopping you, you know? And at the last match, when you decide you wanted to go score, you score. Yeah. You know? So I think, you know, from him, like obviously he had a, he had a plan and he had a couple areas like that he did a pretty good job in, but, um, he did a really good job in, yeah. but, um, I think just a couple tactical, like tactical things, yeah. you know, that are going to so be simple, a lot you know? different the next yeah. time, you know, and simple. Given, give you, you know, that time to make the adjustments, like I bet on you every single time, yeah. you know? So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously you're going to have to figure out making the team is huge for yeah. both of us. Yeah. You know, it's going to be a very tough process and very likely going to have to wrestle people from our own rooms, Yeah. you know, and, um, but that's, I talked about that the other day. It's it's natural progression. I mean, you you got it's it's why we're all where we're at. You know, we have a super super good room, and um, it's gonna be we're gonna be very battle tested. Whoever makes it out of there, seventy four eighty six, gonna yeah. be very battle tested. Going yeah. prepared, you know, obviously for for Paris, you know. But it's uh it's on the forefront of our minds, you know, this year. You know, obviously in parallel for us, like we're gonna be balancing training and preparing, and um, as well as you know, open this new business, which being a be dad, fun. <laughs> Being a dad, you know, you got three. I'm going to have another one on the way. So I'll have three in February. That's a whole different dynamic, you know, yeah. training and balancing all this stuff with kids. But, you know, I learn a lot from you in that way. You know, I feel like you do a really good job of, oh, you know, like I just, not to make this sound bad, but prioritizing your family, yeah. you know, and um, I learn a lot from you and, and your and your practices and how you do that and how you balance everything. So it's, uh, it'd be good. I feel like just another another chapter in our books yeah. and another way of that we're kind of like enhancing the things that we're doing. And, um, you know, I don't know what, what, what are we in November? Yeah. November. So it's wild, you know, where it's April is going to come very fast and August is going to come even quicker. Yeah. You know? So it's a lot of exciting things on it, but 
I'm excited. Let's yeah. do it. Let's rock. We can do it. Well, it's good to have you, man. It's good to have yeah, you here. And, um, keep you guys updated on what's next. And thanks for letting me fill in, Dan, the cameraman. Yeah. Sorry for taking your spot. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> Behind the scenes, you have to put like a little cameo or something in. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, Dan, yeah. a camera, Dan picture yeah. Yeah, yeah, back yeah. here. Yeah, get, get him in there. Until next time, thank you guys for tuning in.